This is the secret by me, myself, and Irene. What do you think about the phrase number one? For me, what comes to mind is first place, the start, the beginning. I'm reading today in the book of Colossians. It's a reminder to all of us that Jesus must always be number one in our affections and worship. We find Paul still in prison. Epaphras comes to visit him. He shares with Paul all the difficulties the young church was going through. He was especially concerned about the false teachers in Colossae, who were putting more emphasis on spiritual rulers and authorities and spiritual powers of this world, detracting from Jesus as the focus of the faith. Once again, Paul writes another letter urging the Colossians to maintain their commitment to Jesus as a source of their spiritual life. Towards the end of his letter, he gives us a warning not to become preoccupied with rules as a means to spiritual fulfillment. He reminded his readers to turn from sin, embrace the new life in Christ Jesus, focus on their family, and remember prayer and working with one mindset with other believers. Be careful of false teachers, Paul writes, because of the location of Colossae. It was a commercial route with Roman roads running through it. The city would have been exposed to all kinds of ideologies, religions, and philosophers. The false teachings may have been a mixture of these various attitudes and ideas. Some of the teachings became apparent, such as insisting on observing the Sabbath and new moon festivals. They were instructed to follow rules and rituals with an emphasis on spiritual beings was typical of many religious movements of the time period. The real concern being they no longer regard Jesus as the center of the religious experiences. Here's where we need to learn and lean in. Any teaching or philosophy that fails to do so is not the good news. Paul steers his reader back to the message of Christ. His reminder is such to keep Christ as number one and to remember that he is supreme over all else, both physical and spiritual. Jesus is the one in whom the fullness of God resides. Jesus is also the ultimate source of spiritual growth. He is the center from which all true spiritual experience must come from. We need to be careful not to add anything to the gospel of Christ. He alone gives the power to lead a Christian life, nothing else. Jesus did the work and reconciled us to the God in whom we now live. All our spiritual needs are fulfilled by Jesus. We need nothing else for true spiritual fulfillment. Paul emphasized not to put too much weight on ritual practices. Instead, as believers in Christ, we should identify with Jesus in his death and resurrection. And let the good news that was preached by the apostles mold their thinking and behavior. Paul's letter reminds us to keep Jesus at the center of all that we do, not only in our spiritual journey, but also in the life of the church. We must be careful we do not distort or twist the truth. When it comes to prayer, Paul gives us an example. He asks God to be the source of spiritual wisdom and understanding so that his readers would be able to always honor and please the Lord. That their lives would produce every kind of good fruit and grow as they learn to know God better. He also prayed that they would be strengthened with God's power so that they 
would be able to endure and have the patience that they needed. He prayed for joy, one of the fruits of God's Spirit, so that they would always have reason for thanksgiving and praise. He reminds us all that Christ has allowed us to share in his inheritance. We no longer live in darkness. For Jesus has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and has moved us into the kingdom of his Son, Jesus, who purchased our freedom and has forgiven our sins. Colossians 1.15 Christ is supreme. Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created. John 1.1 Through Jesus, all things were created in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we see and the things that we cannot. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before everything else, and it is he who holds creation together. Jesus Christ is the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning and supreme over all who rise from the dead. So, he is the first in everything. God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Jesus, and through him God reconciled himself, everything to himself. He made peace with everything, in heaven and on earth by means of Jesus' blood on the cross. We are reconciled in Christ Jesus. This includes you who were once far from God, enemies separated from him by your own evil desires, thoughts, and actions. Now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of his physical body. Because of this, he has brought you into his presence. You are holy, you are blameless, and you can stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth. You must stand firm in it, don't drift away, especially from the assurance you received when you first heard the good news. There are many reasons why Paul said that people will stray to the wayside. He could relate. He suffered a lot for his faith. Yet, he reminds us that yes, while he suffered, he looked at it as participating in the same persecution Jesus faced. We carry a precious gem. The gospel is Jesus Christ. This message was kept hidden for centuries and generations pass, but now it has been revealed to God's people. God wants us to know the riches and glory of Jesus are for everyone. This is the secret. Jesus lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing who he is with others. We tell others about Jesus, even warning and teaching everyone with wisdom only that God gives. We want to present people to God holy and acceptable. Paul works so hard to relay this good news. He depended on Christ's power that was at work in him. No matter where we are as believers, Paul has one message of like-mindedness. To have a gathering of believers knit together by strong ties of genuine love for one another. He wants us to be confident in our faith. Confident that we understand God's plan, which is this, Jesus himself. Nothing else. In Jesus lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You may have heard the term born again. As Paul continues in the chapter, he's shifting his readers away from the bondage of rules to a new life in Christ Jesus. The beginning is this, that we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now follow him. 
Let her roots grow deep down into him. Let our lives be built on him, letting Christ do the work in us. Our faith will grow strong in the truth we were taught and will overflow with the fruit of thanksgiving. Don't let anyone get a hold of you or fill you with empty philosophies or nonsense that comes from human thinking and spiritual powers of this world rather than from Jesus. And Jesus lives all the fullness of God in human body. Because of this, we are complete through our union with him, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you were born again, you were made new, not a physical rebirth, but a spiritual one. The cutting away of your sinful nature, your old man was buried with you when you were baptized. This is an outward symbol of your faith. With Christ, you were raised to a new life in him because you trusted the mighty power of God, who also raised Jesus from the dead. Once you were dead in your sins because of the work of the sinful nature, God made you alive in Jesus. For he forgave all of your sins. He canceled the record of charges against you and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this same way, he has disarmed the spiritual rulers and the authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross the moment he said, It is finished. Don't let anything get in your head. Don't let anyone put condemnation on you. These are only shadows of the reality yet to come. Don't let pious individuals overload you by how holy they think they are. Their sinful minds have made them proud. They are not connected to Jesus. He is the head of our bodies. Jesus holds the whole body together, and it grows because God nourishes it. We are born again. We have been raised to a new life in Jesus. Here is where the change takes place. You need to set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Jesus is. The things of the earth are temporal, and they will pass away. You died to this old life. Your real life is hidden with Jesus in God. When Jesus, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, and he will reveal himself again, we will share in all of his glory. Put to death the sinful man. The things that lure you away and entrap you have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurities, lusts, and evil desires. Put them to death. Don't be greedy. It's a form of idolatry. Don't set your focus on the things of this world. They are such a distraction and can consume you. Don't be known for worshipping these things. It's because of these very things that God will be coming again. Get rid of anger, rage, and malice, and malicious behavior. Don't slander anyone or talk filthy. Don't lie to each other. You are a new person on the inside. Now you have to work on getting the flesh to follow. Look at it like this. Put on your new nature like clothing. It's like your best outfit you have in your closet. You know the one. Put on your salvation with the same respect. You will carry yourself differently, I'm sure. You will be renewed as you dig in. Learn more about Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are. Jesus is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. God chose you. Did you know this? He chose you to be set apart, a holy people whom he loves. He wants to clothe you with tender-hearted mercy, with kindness, 
humility and gentleness. Be patient. Make allowances for others' faults. Remember, they are just learning the same as you. Forgive anyone who offends you. It's not worth hanging on to. Don't give life to it. It can become like a snare. Jesus forgave you. Forgive them. Clothe yourselves with love. Love binds us all together in perfect harmony. Let the peace that comes from Jesus rule in your hearts. As members of one body, we are called to live in peace. Always be thankful. Let the message about Jesus fill your lives. Teach and counsel one another with the wisdom that Jesus gives. Sing to God with a thankful heart. Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of Jesus. In our homes, Paul encourages us as well. As wives, submit to your husband's leadership. This is right for those who belong to Jesus. Don't misunderstand me. I do not mean to let our husbands lord anything over us. Our women don't have equal rights. But having a genuine respect towards our husbands to lead our families. This is not always easy when a husband is an unbeliever or refuses to submit to Christ. That's another subject for another day. Husbands are to really love their wives differently, like Jesus loves the body of Christ. He laid down his life for her. He doesn't treat her harshly. For our kids, it's important that they respect the leadership of their parents. But as parents, we need to be careful not to aggravate or take down our kids either, or they will become discouraged. We are their examples. Let them see Jesus coming through. When we serve, do it with sincerity. Work as though whatever you are doing is for Jesus. No one is more important than another. God loves us all equally. Be fair. Devote yourselves to a prayer life. Really engage your prayer life, being alert and having a thankful heart. Pray for other believers around you. Pray that they will have God's power to share the gospel with others. Live wisely amongst unbelievers. Make the most of every opportunity. Pay attention to the conversations that you engage in. Let them be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. You're not alone in your walk with God. You are a part of the body of Christ. Pass on your journey of faith with others. Grow together, learn together, and pray together. Carry out the ministry of the Lord that he has given you. And remember the people of God from the word. Learn for them, grow for them, and be blessed. Loretta For he forgave all of your sins. He cancelled the record of charges against you and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this same way, he has disarmed the spiritual rulers and the authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over the, them 